0: Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome to Thorns and Vines, where we cast pearls, just not to swine. This is your host, Miss Cassie Melassie, and I'm so, so, so excited to share with you guys today. Um, today's, um, I guess I would call, I was going to say message, but ain't nobody no preacher. Um, today's encouragement <laughs> is for those who need strength. Yes, strength to the weary. Um, so I'm super, super, super excited to meet with you guys today. Um, last week, we had a little fungal because um, your girl's not quite the techian. You know, 30 came in, roach dramatic we talked about that but 32 came in reminding me that i'm not the tech the techie i guess that's the word i'll use i'm not the technician that i thought i was with the medias so i had decided i was going to start pre-scheduling my stuff so that i could be on top of it because i'm trying to be on my adulting kick this year because now i'm trying to grow and be more efficient and um yeah no (laughs) yeah no so bear with me but i'm so 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 super excited to join with you guys um we're going to get ready to start Um, just to prepare your hearts and your minds. And let's get ready to rumble. Okay, let's start off with some prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you. You are great. You are holy. You are magnificent. You are the beginning and the end. You are Alpha and Omega. You are omnipotent. You are omnipresent. You are all that we need. You are gyra. You are provider. You are strength. You are healer. You are God and God alone. You are the great I am that I am. And we get to choose to worship you. God, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you, God, that even in the lowest of times, you lift our heads. So, Father God, as we teach today, as we encourage today, as we lift up the hung down heads, Father, I ask your Holy Spirit to permeate the heart of your children, God, that they will find strength, God, that the Holy Spirit will begin to pour strength into those who are weary, for you said, your word says, come to me, all who are heavy laden, I will give you rest, so Father, we speak rest over the people of God today, and we thank you for it, in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen, amen, okay. So today um, is called Wounded Warrior. That's where I want to go with it, Wounded Warrior. And as you know, my style of teaching is definitely going to be mixed with my testimony because as I go through and come out, y'all finna come through and come out. You know why? Because I play about a lot of things, but I will not play with ever is the deliverance of God's people. I don't play about freedom. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because a lot of times we find as we minister to people, as we share the love of God, as we journey with people through their lives, um, we find out that a lot of people are in cages or jail cells that are not locked the doors are just closed and that's the deception of the enemy and um as long as i'm here (laughs) i'm gonna open (laughs) the doors with the power of god because you know i can't do nothing on my own praise jesus okay so today we're going to be reading from nehemiah um chapter four now the scriptures that i focus on um reading from the message verse I mean, the message version it goes from one to 21. So I would like you in your personal time to read the entire chapter so that you can get the entire, excuse me, focus of what we're talking about. <clears throat> um, Just so you can have the context and everything, because I believe that um we should not be picking out just random verses in the Bible. Um, But the people of God need to know. Who are we talking about? Why are we talking about it like this? And what's the circumstances and the contents and, you know, the words and all that good stuff behind it. Um, but for time's sake today, um, again, I'm reading from the message version. Um, we're going to be focusing on scriptures 11 through. Hold on. Sorry. Um, I want to focus 11 through 14. Um, but specifically 13 through 14. It says, So I stationed armed guards at the most vulnerable places of the wall and assigned people by families with their swords, lances, and bows. After looking things over, I stood up and spoke to the nobles, officials, and everyone else. Don't be afraid of them. Put your minds on the master, great and awesome, and then fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. So, again, I encourage you to read Nehemiah. It's not even um, that big. I promise y'all it's not. Um, just read the chapters one to 4 so you get the full context, but I'm going to give you a brief synopsis. So, um, the Jews have been exiled, and um, they're returning back to Jerusalem. The Great Wall of Jerusalem has been tore up, okay? Its rubble, its cinder blocks are taking place for the city gates. Like It is in complete um, destroyal. And I made that word up. it's a completely destitute place, and um the people of God are sad about it because again the wall of, the great Wall of Jerusalem used to really um hold a great um pride for the people um for the Jewish people who were exiled, right um so Nehemiah gets to burn on his heart to rebuild the wall. he goes to the king, he gets the king's permission, he goes back. he doesn't tell the people that he's going back to restore the wall um because I would oppose the great threat um however. He went and he assessed it. Then he gathered the people, and the and the people said, "All right, cool." So oftentimes when we hear this um, scripture. Um, preached about or even this text i'll say because it's not per se this specific scripture um we often hear about it from the aspect of like being super hyper focused on what god has asked you to do despite what's going on around you well as you read the story you'll begin to see how people literally came out of the woodwork just to destroy and distract the people from building the wall we have sam Ballot and tobiah and um trying to intimidate the people of god from doing what god has asked them to do that's often where we hear again the hater talks you know don't worry about your haters focus on what God has asked you to do and then my one of my favorite lines that Nehemiah says is uh why should I go down there to worry about y'all when I have a work to do up here okay again super hyper focused but oftentimes what we don't talk about is how the people that Nehemiah had to partner up with felt now again these people were exiled they were taken from their home brought into another place and then when they were kicked out of that place to go back home the home that they once had was no more it was complete rubble. And I often compare that to our spiritual walks, how sometimes we go, you know, things are going well and then we get into some mess. And then when we turn back, what was, what what was, was, is no, <laughs> what was is no longer. Um, and I don't think, <coughs> excuse me, that we, um, talk about the conditions of the people's hearts, how weary they must've been, how tired, how sad, how, um, maybe even depressed or how just, um, What's the opposite of hope? How unhopeful? Can we use that word? How destitute they would have felt. Um, because, again, Nehemiah could not build this wall by himself. So, the people, um, by, I could say by tribes, but it's really by families. They all volunteered to say hey i'll take on this part of this walk i mean of this walk i'll take the part of this wall and my family will build it up and then other people partnered up and they said okay we'll take care of this which made the entire building of the wall of jerusalem a group joint effort right okay so we see that but what we don't talk about is that although nehemiah was getting attacked how the people were then also attacked so imagine you coming out of captivity you finally get plans and you finally get hope and then the very people who were supposed to be riding with you, or who you honestly didn't think cared, started threatening you. The people grew tired. People grew weary. They was like, "Look, honey, I don't, I don't know if I got too much more to like. How much more do I have to endure? Like, at this point, Lord, we done served our term. We know we disobeyed you. We done repented. We done all that stuff. You let us go. We come back to our home. It's 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 rubble." it's rubble. We're like, "I right, cool bet, we're going to build it back up." And then you sending people or you're allowing people to attack us, to verbally assault us, to place fear in our hearts. The people that were next to them were talking about how the um people who were coming against them were surrounding them and the people of God just grew weary. And what I want to help you today with is when you grow weary, you lose focus. And when you grow weary, you often lose your desire to fight. And today is about the wounded warrior, because one thing that God has instilled in each and one of his children is the desire to fight. Why? Because we are called to bring heaven down to earth. Okay, we are called to be kingdom people, which means that the glory of God is present on earth. And that's how we operate. Um, My pastor used to teach. Um, the scripture we are um in this world but not of this world um and one of the, my favorite analogies that he uses is that we are literally ambassadors of christ like we are here as ambassadors for his glory to be done on this earth and we are willing vessels right um so <coughs> excuse me <coughs> all that to say sometimes we get weary sometimes it hurts too much to go forward and i don't think that we talk about that enough In practicality, I don't think that we give enough. Yes, prayer is excellent. I will not ever say that's not because y'all know I'm team prayer. You know, (laughs) that's me. But I also think that we need to take a time to assess our wounds before we make people fight again. In the scripture, it talks about how the people were getting um, nervous. They were getting too scared to do the work. So it was um, putting a delay. So although Nehemiah's mindset is, hey, the wall has to be done. This is what God asked me to do. He had to take in consideration the state of the people's faith. He had to take in consideration their mindset. He had to take in um, in consideration how they were feeling. So what he did was he said, all right, that I'm going to put each family at a certain weak point. Here are your weapons. Those who are not stationed at those stations and these particular days you're going to go up and build the wall and then we'll just switch out. But the part that I love the most, this is the part that really drove it home for me, was when he ca- <coughs> excuse me, I'll lo- bind you. Why does girlfriend? Will- turn me loose. Turn me loose. Um, let me get some water. I'm sorry. Um, but the part that really, really blessed me was when he says, um, don't be afraid of them. Put your minds on the master, who is great and awesome, and then fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. And your homes. At the end of the day, yes, we want the work to be done. But this fight... Is beyond a building, it's beyond the wall. We're fighting for our legacies, we're fighting for our future, we're fighting for our generations, and that part just really blessed me because I feel like sometimes we get so wounded that we lose our desire to fight, but we don't understand what exactly it is that we're fighting for. We lose our focus. Yes, we're fighting for the kingdom of God, absolutely. Yes, we're fighting. Um, you know, we're fighting for the advancements of the kingdom. Absolutely. But what we're really fighting our first ministry is for our families. We're fighting for our families. And I wanted to share this with you because I had a breakthrough another, a a couple of days ago. Um, And y'all know I'm transparent, so it doesn't bother me. Um, As we talked often on this podcast about me losing my spiritual mother, right? Um, My spiritual mother had um, some children, some spiritual children that she was just closest to. Now, don't get me wrong. She loved everybody, but there was just six of us that were really up underneath her. Out of her six that were underneath her, I was her spiritual baby. I'm the one that she could call and we would talk about God and prayer and send each other sermons, send each other shouting. Like, I was her spiritual baby, she could count on me to do things in the spirit, right? So when she had gotten diagnosed, actually, this is like the two year anniversary, I think, around this time we were. Oh, maybe that's why I touched. Either way, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> so I partnered up with her. Um, her son, me, and him um, got together. We hosted a two week prayer revival, um, to restore her health because we just trust and believe that God was going to extend her life. Um, out of the ten nights that we had prayer, I prayed every night. I prayed eight out of the ten. Um, and I just knew that the victory was ours. I just knew the Lord, again, I know I told the testimony before the Lord extended her life, um, for two extra months. Um, and then she needed a pass. It, and of course it disrupted me. I share the testimony often but yes destroyed me all these good not all these good things but it was just a very traumatic experience in the faith because that was the first time that I ever had a question if God was real it was the first time I ever questioned his power it's the first time that I've ever seen in my entire I was 30 at the time in my entire 30 years of living that he does not answer prayers like I've never had my faith shaken like that before right so over the next two years I'm picking up the shards of my faith and all this good stuff and then I get hit with something because I'm finally in a healthy place with God I'm finally able to trust God again just like the people who were coming out of exile they're finally like okay we get to breathe again Nehemiah comes back with hope for them building the wall again I was able to exhale I was able to trust God with my future um things that I told uh God a year and a half maybe even six months um ago that I was never going to do I am now like excited to do I told God I would never sing another song I'm not gonna be another worship leader find somebody else to do it. Cause I'm good on it. I just joined a choir. I told God that I would never, um, pray for healing for anybody. Um, that I'm just not that girl anymore that I would never return. I'm about to get emotional. This is my podcast. I can do what I want to, that I would never do the things that I used to do, um, prior to this, this disruption of my faith again, cause he had played the wrong one because I've been through many seasons And never have you ever tried me like this. And I don't like that. I don't like that. Now, granted, um, you know, I thank God for his mercifulness and his kindness because I done came about that way, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I remember how that felt. I remember looking at my life like the children, uh, like the Jews were looking at the wall of Jerusalem and seeing just rubble. I remember sitting on my couch literally crying out to God saying, I don't know how you're going to fix it. Your girl is the silver lining. And one thing my friends can't say about me is I'm trying to find something positive before we go. I'm the queen of giving lifelines before we have to go up. Like, I could not see myself out of this situation. I couldn't see myself out of depression. I couldn't see my my heart being mended again. I didn't know how God was going to do it. And to a certain extent, I didn't want him to because I couldn't understand why he would. Because honestly, God, if you would have healed her the first time, we wouldn't have been here. Honestly, God, you know, and all that power that you got, you could have just, you know, touched him, you know, <laughs> anything. We retouched him with your garments. I sing the song. I know the William McDowell CD down. I just don't understand what happened. Um, And that was the place that I was in. We thank God for deliverance. But that's the place that I was in. I was very, very disheartened. And if I can be really honest, I didn't have any more hope and baby life without hope oh that's a different level of darkness and I if you've ever been in a situation where you've been down bad but you still had like all right I don't know how I'm gonna make it but I'm just thankful for another day you are in a better position than somebody who doesn't have any hope because honestly no day is a good day and you wake up wishing that every day would end but I thank God for deliverance hallelujah but all this to say yes in that season, I didn't understand how God was going to do it. And my life very much resembled the wall of Jerusalem. It was in rubble. It was in rubble. So I fast forward into the testimony about, um, so again, that's what happened with me and Denise. The Lord began to put my faith together over the next two years. And, um, I'm in a better place, healthy place. Um, as my friends, I'm back to who I used to be leading ministry, um, personal ministry, being able to pray and to see for people and most of all being able to pray for myself. But as I get more transparent with that, I had always struggled with praying for myself because I was under the ideology of, you don't necessarily have to pray for yourself simply because um, when you take care of God's needs, he'll take care of yours. And that's how I always lived my life. So not so much like, if you get to the altar, of course you got to repent. You're praying for yourself. You know, Lord, help me. Lord, it's not my mother and my father standing in the need of prayer. It's me, Lord, I need to help. Like that type of stuff I did. But like, intercession for myself lord i want my life to be pleasing to you lord you know all those type of styles i didn't do that i just really interceded for others and because of my and i believe because of my service to others and intercession that god would do the same for me um i've grew up grown up from that so please i beseech you therefore brethren please intercede for yourself as much you intercede for others but we're getting to the point the point of this is when um i got faced with an opportunity And I could either stand or I could fold. Um, somebody close to me said, hey, I see a health, you know, I see a health, a jump scare. I see a health scare coming your way, um, via, um, your mother, my biological mother. And, um, in that moment, um... I didn't really worry about it too much because I had been having dreams about my mother's health over the past couple of years. Um, And I've been spoken to about it over the past couple of years. And we've always, you know, rebuked it, destroyed it, never came into agreement with it. I've been calling my mother over the past couple of years to make sure she's getting these checkups and things of that nature. And, you know, I just really, truly believed that it was going to be torn down. But when the word came, instead of me going forth in faith um, to intercede for my mother, I couldn't. I physically, literally could not open up my mouth because I was scared. When I tell you fear had a muzzle over me, the thing is the enemy will let you feel like you're as free as you want to be until it hits the area that you did not surrender to God. And because... In my heart, I felt like I had failed my spiritual mother because she did not survive. As if I had the power to do such, right? Um, that I had failed her and that God wouldn't be able to heal because my mindset became, well, God, if you're not healing, you know, because the people prayed. Because <laughs> you heal Hezekiah. I don't know what you're doing here. Um, I don't know how prayer works anymore. Like, that's what I begin to tell myself. I don't even know how prayer works. I don't even trust God to do this X, Y, and Z. And I couldn't fight the one that he had placed in the family to war spiritually because my sisters are not yet saved or um, I won't take salvation. They say, but they don't walk in kingdom. So I'm the equipped one. The wounded warrior could not fight. And I didn't realize how wounded I was in that part of my faith until I was confronted with, I have to intercede for my mother. And in that moment, I was scared like I'm praying and I couldn't pray and I had and I stopped and you know I'm trying to put on soaking music I'm trying to do everything I can in my power to make this thing you know for me to press through and you know what I had to do I had to cry out I had to cry out to God I really truly sincerely did and I had to rebuke that spirit of fear and what that honestly looked like was God I don't know why you didn't do it but I trust that you're gonna do it for me Here's this part of my heart that I've been holding hostage for the past two years because I cannot allow fear to prevent me from warring for my family. When you put your focus in perspective, at the end of the day, I'm thankful for the lives that I'm able to touch by the transparency of my walk. I'm thankful for the gifts that God has placed in me to be able to set the captives free. I'm thankful, but my first ministry will always be my home and my sister's are not saved, if my mother can't receive healing and I'm the one calling him, you know, the king of salvation, the one who delivers, you know, Jehovah Rapha, all these things, doesn't matter. Now, it's different if they get the gospel and they refuse, but it's another if you just refuse to war because you're scared. When you remember what you're fighting for, it gives you a renewed strength. And when I began to put that before the Lord, I said, Lord, strengthen me for the battle. But Lord, encourage my heart. Give me strength to overcome the wounds. I was able to press in. And be able to do what I need to do in the spirit realm. And in that, I begin to say, Lord, revive me. And I think a lot of us are walking around wounded warriors because we know that we have to fight. We're just too disgruntled or we're just too hurt or we're just too broken. But all we know how to do is fight. And I just really, really want to encourage you today to get the strength that you need from God. Get the strength that you need from God. Yeah, because he knows it. He knows that you're weary. He knows that. Your default um pressure point or that default plan that you have that always keeps you going through is not going to work because you're weary. Because you're tired. And I began to say, Lord, revive me. Revive the warrior that I used to be. Revive the girl who two years ago was writing posts so good that it gave me, it gave me chills. I got goosebumps. <laughs> I'm decreeing and declaring the word of God and faith because there was no doubt that he would do it. Why? Because I knew the God that I serve. And if I know him now greater than I knew him two years ago, how much more shall I fight? Nehemiah began to remind the people that we're not just fighting for the wall to be rebuilt. We're fighting for our sons and our daughters. We're fighting for our mothers and our fathers. We're fighting for our husbands and our wives. Who and what are you fighting for, wounded warrior? Who are you fighting for? Are you fighting for yourself? Because sometimes you need to. I had to fight for myself. I had to pray for revival for myself. Because I could not stay there. I didn't want to be half empty. I wanted to be revived again. Revive the warrior. That you bl- that you trained me to be. For this time. And as I'm pouring out to God. Because now I'm really raw. Because now I'm remembering of the things that I used to do. Now again y'all know my testimony. I've been saved since 13. But like the, the Sunday school teacher. I was a Sunday school teacher at the age of 16. I helped run um, vacation Bible study before the age of 18. Like I was in the church, quote unquote. And again, this is not based on works, but I'm talking about that fire and that passion for God's will to be done and the passion for his people and the passion to teach his children. Lord, revive that in me. And he brought me to the scripture. It's one of my favorites. Um, I believe it's Jeremiah 1 and 10, 1 and 9. Um, don't quote me because don't quote me but (laughs) the scripture says before you were even formed in the womb I knew you right and it just brought me to this place where literally in my mind because y'all know I'm a creative I begin to see the darkness right like say we're in outer space close your eyes imagine with me you're in outer space and there's darkness right because he has yet to make the stars and the moon the sun and he speaks your name Before the foundations of the earth, he speaks your name. He knew what you were going to do. He knew the trials that you were going to face. He knew the times that you were going to fall. And yet he still spoke your name. And in that moment, I just became so overwhelmed with the love of God. Because I didn't know how I was going to make it. But he did he spoke my name before the foundations of the earth. And it challenged me to rise up to the occasion. It challenged me to embrace and embody all that he has called me to be. It challenged me to say, I am Cassandra. I am the daughter of the King. I am the teacher he's called me to be. I am the minister he's called me to be. I am All these other titles that we're not going to talk about that he called me to be in to be able to step into that position. The wounded warrior became the warrior. The scripture talks about how when Jesus went to go heal the 10 lepers, um, he told them to go and show themselves, right? And as they went, they were healed. Sometimes you get healed as you go. But there are some times where you have to make a decision that I'm not leaving here without my healing. I'm going to fight. So today, my my encouragement to those who are wounded is to find release and relief in the presence of the father. It doesn't look pretty. That night was not pretty. I was sobbing. I was angry. I went through a range of emotions, but you know what I didn't do? I did not retreat. I did not hide. I did not cower. I did not say, Lord, I'm not going to do it. No, I did. And I went before him. And I told the enemy, "Uh uh-uh, find somebody else to do it because you're not going to have me bound. Not when there's lives in the balance. Not when it comes to my mother's healing. I don't care. I don't care how low it gets when it comes to my babies my people my friends and something I quote all the time I play about a lot of things but what I will not ever play with is deliverance and if I have the tools of deliverance in my walk and in my mouth I refuse to allow the enemy to muzzle me get somebody else to do it because I was called for a time such as this There are lives in the balance depending on your healing. There are lives in the balance depending on your submission. There are lives in the balance. It could be your children. It could be your sons, your daughters, your wives, your husbands. Wounded warriors stand up and fight. Wounded warriors stand up and fight. Wounded warriors stand up and fight. I implore you. Find your strength in the Lord. We often read scripture, we sing songs, beyond the hills from where my hell comes from. All of these scriptures about strength lead to you re- releasing the heavy burdens, releasing the hurts, releasing the, the anger, the anger, the releasing the dark parts of your heart. These all lead to those. God is saying, Come to me, all he are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And oftentimes we think about like the bigger issues, but what he's really saying is that you're really warring with yourself on the inside because you, cause I want to say a cognitive um, discon- dissonance, but mm, it seems like, I don't know if I'm using that right, but there seems to be a disconnect from who, you know, God to be and who he really is to you. Oftentimes I hear people say that you took God um, as your as your savior, but not necessarily as your Lord. And in that moment, I realized that I had not let God be Lord over my emotions or my heart. I just accepted him inside because I did not submit those feelings. I did not submit these areas in my heart. And as I continue to grow, he continues to show me it's a continuous work. But wounded warrior, get your strength that you need. All right. Remember who you're fighting for, but also remember who you're fighting with. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. He knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil. Don't allow the enemy to continue to speak to your mind that God is out to get you, that God is putting you in positions um just for you to be harmed that only what don't kill you will only make you stronger that he'll never put more on you than you can bear these are not biblical references they're not if you were superwoman or superman he wouldn't you wouldn't need god there wouldn't be scriptures about us coming to him continuously be free wounded warrior and get the strength that you need amen let's get ready to pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the word of encouragement that came today. And Father, right now, we just pray for those who are wounded. We pray for the wounded warriors. We pray for those who have lost their desire to fight. We pray for those, oh God, who are looking at their lives in ashes and in rubble. And God, and we know you to be a fixer, but God, we also know you, oh God, to be the one who gives beauty for ashes. So Father God, I pray for those, oh God, who are struggling today. I pray that they will begin, oh God, to just cry out to you, God, and begin to lay lay and leave everything, God, on the altar, God, as they experience you. I pray, God, that they will come to you with the contents of their heart without shame, God, and without um stress, but God, that they will come to you knowing that you hear your people, that there's nothing too great that you don't understand, that there's nothing that we can do, oh God, that will turn you from us, but God, that you said in your word that even if we make our bed in hell, you are still with us, oh God, and there is nowhere that we can go that your love will not capture us. So, Father God, I pray for those who are weary. I pray for those who are battling hurt. I pray for those, oh God, who are battling in their minds. I pray for those, oh God, who feel like the shards of their hearts, oh God, cannot be fixed. And I pray, God, that they find themselves, oh God, God, pouring themselves out before you knowing that you are the Alpha and the Omega, knowing that you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, knowing that you are Jehovah Gabor, the God who fights for them. I pray, Father, that they will experience you, that they will encounter you in their place of submission and repentance, oh God, from withholding themselves from you, God, and that your love will continue to overflow them. I pray for the minds. I pray for those who are grieving. I pray for them, oh God, who are in dark places, but God, that you have called them out of pits. I thank you, oh God, for sending the ravens to those, oh God, who cannot do for themselves. I pray for those, oh God, hallelujah, who are struggling. But God, I thank you for supernatural strength. I thank you for making ways out of no way. I thank you, oh God, for sending people to speak life into them. I pray for them, oh God. And I thank you for it. I thank you for restoration. I thank you for restoration of mind. I thank you for restoration of peace. I thank you for restoration of the fight back. I thank you, Father. So, God, even as they take up their weapons, hallelujah, and they begin to war on behalf of their brothers and sisters, as they begin to war on behalf of their children, as they begin to war on behalf of their family, that they will remember the name of the Lord. Some trust in chariots, hallelujah, and some trust in horses, but we, the people of God, we trust. Choose to remember the name of the Lord, the one who was strong and mighty, the one who, hallelujah, the one, oh God, who was greater than others. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. We call upon the name of the Lord who destroys all things that are not like him. I thank you, Father, that you are holy and righteous and that your name is a strong tower that the people run into and they are safe. There is safety in the name of Jesus and we thank you for it. I thank you for super supernatural strength being poured out on your sons and daughters. I thank you for how You are um, reinvigorating and reigniting the passion of your people for you and for greater. I thank you, oh God, that you are beginning to allow the people to stand in the gap once again as you, as as, um, Nehemiah placed the people at the weak points of the gate until it was strengthened. Father God, so are we, your wounded warriors, God, who are no longer wounded, but God, you have called us warriors are standing in front of the weak points of the gate saying no more. No more will be allowed the enemy to pillage our families no more will we allow the enemy oh god to have its way but we the people of god stand up and say no more satan the lord rebuke you satan the lord rebuke you you have no authority anymore in the name of jesus and god we thank you for freedom we thank you for um strength we thank you hallelujah we thank you We thank you for restoration. We thank you for joy. We thank you for joy. We thank you for joy. Even though we don't feel it, Father, we thank you in advance for joy. We thank you for turning the situation around. We thank you, hallelujah, because without you, God, we can do nothing. So we thank you for it in advance. We thank you for it in advance. We thank you for how you're calling your people out of caves. We thank you for how you're bringing them up out of low places, low places we thank you for the clouds of darkness being broken now in the name of jesus and we thank you for joy and restoration and we give you praise for it in jesus name amen and amen Amen and amen. I pray that y'all were encouraged today. um, And I pray that you wounded warriors, that you begin to find the strength and no longer will you be wounded, but you will be the warrior that God has called you to be. That you will continue to stand in the weak points and begin to stand in the gap for your loved ones. I love you so much with the love of the Lord, I pray. That freedom meets your house. In Jesus' name, meet us again next week at 12. Or, mm, meet us again next week. Because I don't know how these episodes be dropping. But I love you with the love of the Lord. Go in peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye.